The Grandmother Stories Seeking Light in Dark Times Hello, I'm Katherine Matheson. Writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. I've walked this earth through six decades and even the fools among us can see the situation in this world that our children will inherit is dire. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times. Episode 18, Portent of Change, How Shift Will Find You on Halloween. Dear Grandchildren, We are moving through auspicious times. How incredible that the portents all seem so momentous in this month leading up to Halloween, also known as Samhain in the ancient calendars. Portent is actually a fitting description of what is happening in the world at the time of this writing. A portent is a sign that something is coming, something is changing, something of significance, and often something that may feel disquieting or even threatening. On a superficial level, many societies in the world like to scare themselves at this time of year, dress up as goblins or monsters or witches, watch horror movies, wonder what it would be like to survive in a dystopian post-apocalyptic world where anarchy reigns. What you may not know, dear grandchildren, is that according to the ancient ways, Samhain marks the ending of the old year and the beginning of the new one. Many long years ago, the year was divided into light and dark, and the fire festival held on the night of Samhain marked the beginning of the dark half of the year, the halfway point between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice the final ending of the harvest and the beginning of the time in the northern hemisphere when the earth begins its long rest through the cold and dark months. The ancients believed Samhain to be a powerful time when the veils grow so thin that even the spirits and magical beings of the other world can walk the world for a brief time, can reach their loved ones with messages and advice, warnings and words of wisdom. There are so many portents that could be discussed, but this episode will focus on just one, time. The way time is speeding up and how it shifts us, the way time is deeply connected to the secret magic of Samhain, and how these Halloween shifts will find you. 
Time is speeding up. According to a study published in July of this year, scientists say time is moving at least five times faster now than it did when the universe was first created. This is the conclusion of research published as Detection of the Cosmological Time Dilation of High Redshift Quasars by Gerant F. Lewis from the Sydney Institute for Astronomy School of Physics at the University of Sydney in Australia and Brandon J. Brewer from the Department of Statistics at the University of Auckland in New Zealand. Another sign that time is speeding up can be measured in the increasing frequencies of the Schumann resonance, the Earth's electromagnetic field spectrum, something science calls the Earth's heartbeat. Now, science is hard-pressed to explain the significance of the spikes and general increase in the Earth's Schumann resonance, a phenomenon first noticed in the early 1990s with ongoing upticks and seemingly random spikes and frequencies since 2010. In a blog post, What Does the Spike in the Schumann Resonance Mean?, dated February 2017, Dr. Joe Dispenza stated... For the first time in recorded history, the Schumann resonance reached frequencies of over 36 hertz. It was considered an anomaly when, in 2014, this frequency rose from its usual 7.83 hertz to somewhere between the 50 to 25 hertz levels, so a jump from 7.83 hertz to more than 36 hertz is a big deal. It's not just the Earth's heartbeat that is increasing. According to scientists, the Earth's rotation is speeding up so fast we may need to change our clocks. The International Earth Rotation and Reference System Service, IERS, monitors the rate of the Earth's spin. Since 2016, the Earth started to accelerate. Lomonosov Moscow State University scientist Leonid Zotov told CBS News in 2022. One impact of this acceleration in time, say some scholars, means that our 24-hour days may actually be unfolding over a real time of 16 hours. Again, let's turn to Dr. Dispenza for his insight. That's more than a five-fold increase in resonance frequency levels, he says. What does this mean to us as inhabitants of Mother Earth? According to neuroscience, frequency recordings of 36-plus hertz in the human brain are more associated with a stressed nervous system than a relaxed and healthy one. Now, there was a time when the ancient teachings were filled with stories of magic and the secret magic of Samhain. The Old Ones always acknowledged that the central teaching of Samhain was in the knowing that when endings come, there is a need for a space, a time, an exhalation, that in navigating a transition from the Old to the New, a time of darkness must be traveled. I speak here of the secret magic of darkness, the darkness in which a seed must germinate before it can push its way through the soil to stretch for the sunlight. It is cold there, yes, cold and dark. But the seed does not feel the cold as it sleeps. The trees weather the dark months by letting go of what is not needed, 
and then folding into silence. The trees taught the old ones to wait through the dark, the transition. The seeds taught the old ones to be patient for the next turning, how to dream of green and light and golden daylight and gentle warming sunshine, and how to hold their courage even through the longest and the darkest of dark nights. New growth will follow destruction, but first there must be a pause. Fields must lie fallow for a time before they can be replanted, and darkness must come in equal measure to the light that may follow in its own time. The next secret magic of Samhain is in the knowing that as the dark comes to hold its due, to hold the dark turning in its due time, there is a wish granted, a portal opened, the thinning of the veil allowed for those brave enough to step forward, to whisper, to call and to connect with the spirits of their ancestors, their loved ones. And knowing that it is the light of remembering and the stories and long-ago exploits that carry a people through the dark winter. It is the stories of the patient and the not-so-patient, the stories that hold deep wisdom as much as bright and sometimes funny songs, and the knowing that the best stories are the ones that hold the magic of ancestral whispers. I do have a Samhain story of magic to share with you, a story that is still curling its tendrils around my mind and not quite ready to make its appearance, a story that is waiting to be told on the next full moon and in the next episode in time for Samhain. In this episode, dear grandchildren, I wish to speak to you of my ancestors, some of the not-so-distant ones, the ones who lived about 400 years ago. I've been spending a lot of time with ancestor research lately, you see, and I've learned something I'd like to share with you. If you remember the second episode in this series when we spoke of ancestors, we spoke about how the tens of thousands of them that lived in their lives all the while making the choices and decisions that would someday find their way to you to create the circumstances that brought you to this world. Well, Thirteen generations ago, you had 4,096 great-grandparents. Thirteen seems to be a good number to start with, since we are heading for Samhain soon. And so here is a snapshot of what some of my 10th great-grandparents were up to in the early 1600s, from what I have learned in research and what some of them have whispered to me as I've been working on this project. In January of the year 1600, actually, one of my 2010th great-grandmothers, a woman named Lucy Winthrop Downing, was born at Groton Manor in Suffolk, England. Now, she was extraordinary in many ways, since she was the sister of Governor John Winthrop, the man who had traveled to the New World to found the city of Boston, and she was the mother of Sir George Downing, the man who had found the city of New York and whose name is on the famous London Street where the Prime Minister of England resides. Now, Lucy was apparently also a part of the reason that Governor Winthrop would go on to found Harvard University. 
And what's really interesting to me is the fact that Lucy and her family were involved in the founding of the Puritan Church in Salem, one of the first churches in North America. Now, Lucy died in 1679, and so she was not involved in the witch trials that took place in the 1690s in Salem, but her daughter, also named Lucy, was married to Reverend William Norton, and so the family would have been involved somehow, even if simply just being alive and living in the vicinity as the witch trials were happening. Also alive at that time was a set of great-grandparents living in Rockingham County, another early settlement of the United States, a man named Godfrey Dearborn and his wife Anne, whose maiden name was Goody. Knowing I have a great-grandmother whose family name means good wife, and those bearing this name often meant that some of them may have been healers and wise women, just begs for a deeper dive into a, a very interesting story someday. Another branch of my family, the Maloons, were living in New Hampshire during that period as residents of one of the original 13 colonies of America. One name that stands out in particular is Hubrick Hendrick Maloon, also known as the Greek. Now, I don't know for sure, but he might be the great-grandfather referenced in a DNA test as an ancestor of Greek origin. His family seemed to have been merchants or farmers. In Belarus, during the 1600s, my Ashkenazi Jewish ancestors were not faring as well, having survived over a thousand years of expulsions and ongoing persecution, but somehow holding on to make a living as farmers and meat cutters and continuing to have large families with mostly sons. It would be the early 1900s before this branch of my family would find its way to Canada. Another of my 2010th great-grandmothers was a member of a First Nations tribe, and her people had lived on the North American continent for thousands of years before the Europeans arrived. I may never know her name or who her people were, but I know she existed and was alive at about the same time that Lucy and Hubrick and my Jewish great-grandparents were making their way in the world. And still another of them, someone in that generation, was from Southeast Asia, perhaps India. And yet, the ancestors that speak the longest and the loudest to me are the ones from Ireland. My mother's father's people were all Irish, all the way back if the stories are to be believed, so there is that in the mix too. And in the 1600s, they were being undermined and dominated by the English in a long and sad journey that was already much more than a thousand years in the making. And after a long and wonderful ramble through all those through lines and their lives, I have to say, I come away with the understanding that even though I may be considered a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, having been raised as such, it is so grounding to understand that the blood in my veins holds DNA from such diverse sources. 
I am Puritan. I am witch. I am Jewish. I am First Nations. I am Greek. I am of India. I am the colonizer. I am the colonized. I am the privileged English, and I am the oppressed Irish. I am here because each of my ancestors lived, and in the spirit of Samhain, I thank each of them for their presence in this world. Now, as you prepare for the end of the light part of the year and begin to move into the dark part, remember that the darkness doesn't have to be frightening. It holds seeds and roots and hibernating animals, and it holds a secret magic that prepares us for what comes next. I'm looking forward to telling you this Samhain story that is gathering itself in time to come to you for the next episode. And this is how the shift of Halloween will find you. Be ready. Thank you for listening to episode 18 of the Grandmother Stories. See you soon. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find, even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, and your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we're all seeking light in dark times.